Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? All right, good to go. I like that idea. Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFore here with Mark Schindler for your Wednesday night recap coming up. The Cavs and Celtics, part two. And Luca keeps on rolling to start the season. Before we start, don't forget, you can get this podcast without ads by subscribing at theathletic.com slash NBA show. Mark, do you like sequels for movies? You know, big fan, man. Uh, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Greatest movie of all time, in case people are wondering. So, yes, big fan That's, of sequels. Okay, I actually, I agree with that take. That's a good movie take, yeah. but... You know, normally my problem with sequels, especially when they're really close to the first one, just don't live up to the original. Well, Mark, we got a little bit of a regular season sequel here. Cavs Celtics, they they teamed up for an overtime game last week. That was awesome. If you if you haven't watched it, go back and watch it on the NBA app. It's really worth watching. Um, hey, we got another overtime game. And Darius Garland was back for the first time since opening night. He drops 29 points and leads the Cavaliers to another overtime victory over the Celtics, 114 to 113. Donovan Mitchell had 25. And Mark, this is what we've been waiting for. The Cavs are good. And we got to see what it looks like when they get Mitchell and Garland both going. And Mitchell was a little bit hampered, had kind of tweaked his ankle at one point. But by the end of this game, man, this is what we envisioned when, when the trade went down. So it's I I have a I'm I'm right there with you. This is my favorite game I watched this year. Um, I think being a Cleveland resident, somebody who grew up in Cleveland too, this team, including last year, is the most excited that I think I a- anybody that I know who's just more of a casual basketball fan has enjoyed since LeBron left Miami. Like obviously the 2016 team, but like this team's electric. They're charismatic. Like I can throw all of the cliches out there. I think there were so many questions about how Mitchell and Garland would fit. And I think some of them weren't necessarily in great faith. You could look at the box and be like, well, they took 47 combined shots. And I'd point and be like, they played awesome off of one another. Like there were tons of actions used between them uh, to close games. Like Mitchell was screening for Garland a ton uh, off ghosts. Like it was really encouraging shit to watch. And I think the biggest thing too, like you have, Darius going four for four from three early on, really getting into his pull-up game, uh, doing his uh, crafty snake dribbles throughout. But then you got the dynamism from Mitchell that they really needed in the fourth quarter, uh, getting downhill, getting to the rim, really just penetrating the defense with with force. And, uh, I mean, this team's just fun, man. Like, it, it's so fun. Donovan Mitchell doesn't get enough credit. Number one, he doesn't get enough credit as an offensive just genius anyway. The guy is an offense unto himself and just generates points out of nothing. But man, end of games. 
I don't know if I can name five guys I'm handing the ball to before him at this point. You know, it started maybe in the bubble. But this guy has no fear at the end of games, and he attacks the basket. You talked about getting downhill. He was attacking the basket late in this game and putting pressure on Boston's defense. Uh, Donovan Mitchell and, and Darius Garland, I mean, that's a one-two punch. It's lightning and light. It's very unique. Uh, and both of these guys able to light it up. And then we got a Garland to Mitchell transition alley-oop. That was which, awesome. I mean, how many 6-1 to 6-1 alley-oops have there been in transition in NBA history? But can't be that many. Uh, so, yeah, this game was was fun. But also, the Cavs are able to defend with two 6-1 guards, which that was where we had our question marks. Are, are Mobley and Jared Allen mobile enough? You know, are they going to be able to cover for him? Will the Cavs still be able to play small? I think early on we're seeing more effort from, from Donovan Mitchell for sure. And I thought in this game he had some moments down the stretch defensively where you just can say, hey, this is effort that we didn't see from him a ton in, in Utah. But also from Garland. I, I think Garland had a few defensive plays. But what do you think about their defense tonight, man? I thought it was this was what they're probably shooting for come playoff time. Yeah, 100%. I mean – Darius solidified himself more as a defender for me last year. Like, obviously, he's small, for sure. He's, he's way more slight than Donovan. Really good on, like, back tap, screen chasing. Um, does his, does the dirty work to to be, you know, as close to neutral as possible. But Donovan's defense legitimately been a plus throughout the year so far. I think, I mean, there are times where he gets caught napping. But for the most part, like, the, the stuff that he's put, like you mentioned, the effort has just been incredible. Um, and I've really appreciated that. The one guy who's really surprised me most that I think I've been hardest on headed into this year and just on his career in general is Karis LeVert. Like, I think that there are still going to be questions about his finishing, figuring out, because he's really struggled inside the arc, but he's bought into his role and just being a guy who's going to move the ball, do secondary drives, carry bench units. Um, and he's still not someone I would call a good defender, but like this is the most defensive effort I think I've ever seen from him. And Yeah, and... And we know Kevin Love is instrumental for this team coming off the bench, but another guy forcing himself into minutes is Dean Wade. That dude played really well tonight. I I think if I had been coaching this game, I probably would have gone with him over Levert down the stretch, but I agree with you about Levert's overall effort. Now, for the Celtics, man, um, Jason Tatum is really, really good. And, And I think defensively, we don't sing his praises quite enough. He probably should have been the defensive player of the year candidate from the Celtics last year if we're we're being honest. I, I think that he is underrated as a defender. Gets the big dunk at the end of this game and then blocks Donovan Mitchell's uh, game-winning attempt to send the game into overtime. There aren't many guys that can just go back-to-back. I mean, Giannis is one of those guys. But I think Jason Tatum, his name needs to come up more often as a two-way force who actually is making plays. Yeah, that, that two-way sequence over like the last 12, 15 seconds of the game was instrumental from him because it felt like the Cavs were starting to really pull away. I think they had a four point lead with about 25 seconds left. Um, yeah, he, what's, what's wild about him is I think he had what, like 26, uh, six and six or something like that tonight, right around there. And it didn't even feel like a great game from him, which is, I think that kind of talks about the air that he's in right now. He got to the line quite a bit. He had some rim outs that are uncustomary from him, from him in the mid range. Um, but like you mentioned, his, his defense was fantastic tonight. I thought, especially off the ball, it's been fantastic all year. He's so incredible at the nail, especially without having uh, Rob Williams. He's done a ton helping backline too, like you mentioned, four blocks tonight. Um, plus minus looks ugly, but also it's one game, and I think that's more just 
he played 43 minutes. So, um, yeah, he's he's in the MVP conversation without a doubt to start the year. Yeah, absolutely. And his partner in crime, Jalen Brown, I, I thought, you know, again, starting the season off the right way, they need to be a, a two-headed scoring attack. Jalen Brown, another 30-point game. Thought he hit some tough shots in this one. And and really, those two guys, they, they kept the offense moving when they just weren't getting anything. Malcolm Brogdon started missing shots. And I thought Jalen Brown tonight continued his excellent start to the season. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think the biggest thing to keep track of moving forward is how does this defense continue to gel together? I thought this was the best defensive performance we've seen from them this year, which in some ways I think good because the Cavs offense was really humming, but also they have taken a step back. Part of it's Rob Will, but also you can just tell their communication has been off in a way that it wasn't for the majority of 2022. So interested to see how they get that back. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Stop me if you've heard this one before, Mark. Luka Doncic. 30-point game. Yeah, I've heard that one just a few times. Yeah, well, Luka had 33 points against the Jazz to lead the Mavs to a 103-100 victory over a team that, at this point, I don't even know if Plucky is respectful enough. The Utah Jazz, who were just tough. They make you play hard every single night with a full team effort, but they just didn't have an answer for Luka. 33 points. He also had 11 assists. This is his seventh straight 30-point game to start the season. That's the second most since Wilt Chamberlain did it at the start of the 62-63 season. Now, I doubt that Luka's going to catch him, but this is the closest anybody's come to starting out the season that way. Luka Doncic is ridiculous, and the Mavs need him to be because nobody else creates offense, Mark. Yeah, they were in a really funky spot tonight. It felt like uh, Luka was just on that line of being so good that you couldn't not send help. I mean, the entire second half, Utah had a guard playing on him and was sending Jared Vanderbilt off of their worst shooter. And it just didn't matter because Luka was either scoring or the ball would swing, get a reversal, and they're scoring another way because there's an open shot. Um, after they, they really struggled guarding Spencer Dinwiddie too. They just don't quite have the size to guard bigger two guards like that. But Luka's unreal, man. Yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie is, is sort of the key for this whole thing to work. He's the guy that they expect to step up and take over those on-ball reps and the creation duties that Jalen Brunson was doing last year. And you mentioned Dinwiddie had a great game in this one. He had he had 20 points, 4 of 11 from 3, 5 assists. He had 4 steals on the defensive end, and that's something that you just don't expect from Spencer Dinwiddie. So huge plus for him, but, but he was able to create stuff with Christian Wood when Luka wasn't on the court in the fourth quarter. And that helped them out immensely because typically that's that's when the Mavs start to lose control and, and lose a handle of the rope. 
But in this game, they were able to keep it moving, and I thought Christian Wood was good off the bench too. Yeah, no, 100%. I think, uh, yeah, in 23 minutes, he had 21 and 10, which is, I mean, that's pretty indicative of how well he was playing. Uh, it felt like with how much Utah went small, like they really didn't play Walker Cash so much this game, who's played quite a bit for them this year, really tried to not play a five. They were really playing Jared Vanderbilt as, a, as the five primarily throughout this game because of how much they were struggling to, to guard without sending two to the ball. Um, but then again, they, they had issues on the glass. Like, okay, how are we supposed to handle this? Like, it's just, it's the quandaries that Luka Doncic creates. Yeah. And, uh, should be mentioned JaVale McGee starts the game. He only plays eight minutes and Dwight Powell is forcing a conversation. 19 minutes was plus 25 off the bench. And a lot of that is effort, you know, and a lot of that's playing against opposing bench units, but there is a there is something happening with with JaVale McGee in the starting lineup, and it just seems untenable to me. You either have to go with Christian Wood, you got to go with Maxi Kleber, you got to go with Dwight Powell. You have to figure something out because the JaVale experience is just not working. Now for the Jazz, I've been very impressed with Will Hardy's offense to start the season, and this was another example. You know, this team they continuously cut and put pressure on the defense. And this is where the Mavs have been, I think, uniquely suited to deal with these sorts of teams. I mean, we saw what they did in the playoffs last year against Phoenix. How do you think the Mavs handled the Jazz offense tonight? Uh, I was probably a little bit in between with you. I felt that uh, the Jazz really had an opportunity late to make this uh, make this exciting, and they did, uh, to, to be honest. But when you're looking at it, I think they just had some issues with turnovers and, and some 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 bunnies at the rim. Um, but overall, with the Mavs, like I I still want to see what their defense is going to gel into. I agree with you. Like Dwight Powell was huge. Like Javale, to be fair, old old as dirt right now. But he's not bringing the same in terms of what you're hoping rim protection wise or just overall mobility and activity right now. Um, as they're trying to really find that defensive shell while playing Christian Wood, who is not a good defender. Uh, I, I do think that they have some things to solve in terms of backdoor cuts because they were really getting killed with that this year. This, this yeah, game. Something to watch for sure because if Dallas is going to make a run like they did last year, it's about their defense. They have Luka Doncic. They're going to generate offense. Their defense is what's going to get them there. I mean, that's what got them there last year. That's what would bring them back. And that's going to do it for this show, folks. Thank you guys for listening. For Mark, I'm Dave. Mark, let's get out of here. Dang, dang, y'all. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.